Hello, and welcome to the What's Happening Podcast. It's your host, Seth Teal. Another week's edition of my NFL predictions. Week 8, after week 7 being in the books. Uh, decent week last week. Good, Pretty good slate of games for the most part. I don't think there can ever really be a bad week of NFL games. No matter how much you may say, we're always going to watch. We're always going to enjoy. We're always going to get caught off guard by something. Uh, whether it be a Patrick Mahomes injury, whether it be Kirk Cousins leading the league in passer rating after seven weeks, which is bizarre considering the way the start of the year was for him and the Vikings, uh, whether it be Chicago dropping games to New Orleans, um, Philadelphia getting routed by Dallas, and Seattle losing to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um, you just never know what's going to happen in the NFL for surely. It is a game of inches. Every play matters. I think this past weekend with some of these games, especially that Seattle game, in my opinion, it really shows that every game matters. Every play matters. So hopefully it'll be another good week of football for us in the National Football League. The Thursday night game was last night. I'm recording this on a Friday evening. It was a slow game. Um, Vikings were able to grab the win in that one. Kirk Cousins didn't have a stellar game, per se, uh, that we've seen him have the last few weeks. But he definitely got the job done, didn't turn the ball over, was efficient enough to get the win. Stephon Diggs had a pretty nice game, a few nice catches, especially that one sideline catch. Um, Yeah, decent way to start the week. So we will see how things go this Sunday and Sunday night, Monday night games. Hopefully it'll be entertaining. Hopefully we'll see some good football. We got some decent games this week. So let's get to the breakdowns and the predictions for week eight. We're going to start with the 10 a.m. games. We're going to start with Seattle going into Atlanta to face the Falcons. This... Probably isn't going to be on the top of my list to watch. I might just watch it to see what Russell Wilson and this team could do. I think they're going to bounce back this week. That was a tough loss at home last week to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson didn't look that good in the first half. Neither neither team really looked like they were trying to win that game in the first half. Um, definitely thought Seattle was going to win that one and then in the second half. I think we all kind of forgot. We've all been... Um, mesmerized and happy to see Lamar throwing it and slinging that football around in the first few weeks. Kind of, I guess you could say, kind of evened out the pace he was going at. But then the factor of his running ability definitely showed up this past Sunday against Seattle, and that's going to be tough, especially going into the later weeks of the season, even in the playoffs. That's going to be a tough team to defend, I think, especially with the Mark Ingram in the backfield. You got Hollywood Brown out there as a speedy receiver as long as he can stay healthy. And Lamar, he's shown that he can make the throws. He can run the ball as well. I mean, I think he's on pace to break Michael Vick's rushing record for a quarterback. He could very well throw 3,000-plus yards and rush for over 1,000 yards, go 30 touchdowns, which would be ridiculous. You'd have to think about putting him in the MVP discussion if he does that, in my opinion. But yeah, very impressive performance from Lamar Jackson. 
did not see that coming. I thought that Seattle defense would be prepared to defend him. And for the most part, they were the first half. They really shut him and that offense down. Both offenses were very stagnant. That second half that he just ran all over them, especially towards the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter there, that fourth down conversion he had. Uh, I think we had him mic'd up and we saw him go over to Harbaugh there and pretty hyped to go for it. You like to see that, especially in a younger quarterback like him. No fear whatsoever. Winning God, not only did he convert to four, then he scored a touchdown. That right there is where things started to slide downhill for Seattle. And Lamar Jackson just took the game over. He literally took the game over. I know we say that a lot of time for quarterbacks. But Lamar literally snapped the ball, took off a lot on a lot of those plays. So it's good to see. Um, but, yeah, going into the Seattle-Atlanta game, I definitely got Seattle. We don't know whether or not Matt Ryan's going to be playing, at least not at this moment. Even if he is playing, though, you got to think Seattle's going to win this game. Chris Carson's having a great year. Monte Freeman struggled. Um, if Atlanta could get that running game going, it might help Matt Ryan out a little bit, especially with how often he's passing the ball and how many turnovers he has. Um, Atlanta's coming off five straight losses, unfortunately. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we started hearing Dan Quinn's name in the mix for being a coach fired at the end of this year or even – in later weeks, I mean, they're not making the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised as soon as it's official that they can't get a playoff spot if Dan Quinn was out of there. I still like him as a coach, but it's just the league we're in. Um, these jobs don't last long unless you're a Bill Belichick or even Mike Tomlin, one of those type of guys. They don't last that long. It's hard to maintain a head coaching job. It's hard to be a head coach in the NFL and maintain success and greatness for many years a lot of these head coaches only last one two three four years at most uh most of the time so i would not be surprised if dan Quinn was out of there by the end of the year um i definitely think it's gonna be russell wilson comeback game the last week was his worst game of the year by far don't see him repeating that performance um atlanta's defense has given up almost or is giving up 32 points a game and about 114 yards on the ground and almost 300 yards in the air. That defense is atrocious. Um, yeah, I don't see them winning this game. I don't see how. They are not a very good football team, at least on the defensive side of the ball. It's hard for their offense to keep up, especially with that banged-up offensive line and the struggling offensive line in general. So, yeah, I got Seattle winning this game fairly easily. Um, should still be a fun one to watch. I think Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan will make some good throws, put on a show. But yeah, Seattle's taking that one. Next, this is definitely on my list to watch this weekend. Philadelphia at Buffalo. Buffalo's a one-and-a-half point favorite on the spread, minus one-and-a-half. This is a must-win game for Philly, but in my opinion, this is looking at Buffalo's schedule even. They have not faced very many good teams. Uh, this is definitely, other than the Patriots, the their toughest matchup on the year. Um, I think it's a must-win game for both teams. I think this game right here will show whether or not Buffalo is serious, whether or not they really are a playoff contender. And on the flip side for Philly, I think we know they can play and they contend. They've had they've been plagued with injuries, unfortunately. Um, Maddox still isn't playing. I don't believe Deshaun Jackson is going to be playing either, um, who they are both missing the last few weeks. But 
think it's a must-win game for Philly. I think Philly wants is going to want this game more. I think Philly needs this game more than Buffalo. Not to say Buffalo, like I was just saying, I think this is a must-win game for both teams. But I think mentally Philadelphia is going to go out there and handle business. Do think it'll be a close game. That defense is tough. Definitely a top five defense still, in my opinion. Um, Ertz, Zach Ertz is the leading receiver for Philly right now. I think this is his opportunity to have the best game of his, of the year so far. Uh, Buffalo's, Buffalo's secondary has been lights out. They are only allowing 215 passing yards a game, which is exceptional, especially in the league we play in today where guys are consistently throwing 250, 300 350 plus yards almost every game. Um, I think they'll probably give up a little more this week facing Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, especially when everyone around him is healthy. You still need a team at the end of the day, no matter how good you are. Um, but yeah, this is. I think this is the second best team the Buffalo Bills will have faced or are going to face in the Eagles other than the Patriots, which was a tough loss for them. They kept that game close. So it should be a good one, but I got Philadelphia taking it on the road. Should be a good one. We'll see what happens, but that's definitely a must-watch in my opinion. Next on our slate of games, it's going to be the New York Football Giants going into Detroit, who are a six and a half point favorite. These are two of my least favorite defenses, but in reality, the two two weaker defenses in the NFL. Um, I think this would be a high-scoring game, to be honest. Wouldn't be surprised if it was kept close. I think Daniel Jones has a shot here to redeem himself after a poor, a few poor outings the last couple weeks here. Um, yeah, we know what Matthew Stafford can do. We've been watching it for years now. Dude's got a cannon for an arm. This Detroit team needs to win this game in order to stay in the mix for the NFC North and just a playoff spot in general. Right now they're last in the NFC North and they're still battling for a playoff spot, which I think is just ridiculous. But it should be a good one. I got Detroit taking that one, though, at home. The Giants are still the Giants. They still have a lot of room for improvement. I think the only way they take this game is if Saquon has a great day and Daniel Jones is perfect. In this game, I'm going to take the better quarterback play of Detroit. I trust Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions to go out and get this win. And shout out to Marvin Jones. Helped my fantasy team this week. Or last week, I should say. Hopefully, he does the same this week. It uh, should be a good one. Next I got is Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Famous Jameis versus Tannehill. That should be a good one. Chris Goodwin is having a great season for Tampa Bay. 662 receiving yards and six tugs. Ridiculous. Eight weeks or seven weeks into the season, I should say. Tennessee is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, O.J. Howard this morning was ruled out of the game for Tampa Bay, which is a huge loss for them. Tennessee's a little beat up, too. Um I got Tampa winning this one, though. Even though they are the underdogs, they are on the road. And for one reason only, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to be maybe all that productive or successful facing that defense without a strong game from Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis in the backfield. They need that run game to be productive in order for Tannehill to find open guys and 
have a good game. And Tampa, if you guys have been watching Tampa this year, they have a strong run defense, one of the best in the NFL. They're only allowing 68 yards a game. And Derrick Henry's been hit or miss the last handful of games. Uh, I know he had a good game last week. This week, I don't see him even getting close to 100 yards. I got Tampa's defense holding it down for them and taking the win on the road. Next on my list is the Denver Broncos versus the Indianapolis Colts. I've seen a few takes this week saying that Indianapolis could very well be the second best team in the AFC. I don't know that I agree quite yet. I still like Buffalo just because of that defense until they start losing some games. Maybe I'll change my mind. Um, I still like Houston, even though they lost to Indy on the road last week. Um, I think Houston just has more talent, quite frankly, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I trust them a little more in a playoff game than Indy. I, we haven't seen Brissett in a playoff game. We haven't even seen him play a full season yet. Um, not to knock Indianapolis, but I just want to see a little more out of them. Maybe this week they'll change my mind, depending. Um, facing Denver, that's a pretty decent defense, especially defending the run. Um, you got Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett. And who would have thought that Jacoby Brissett not only would be starting, but would be more productive quarterback than Joe Flacco this year? Um, no one could have made that prediction. It's a strange prediction, but... Nonetheless, it is true. Uh, I think we're going to see a big game for Marlon Mack. I mean, Denver, they have a good rush defense when they're healthy. They have been beat up a little bit on the defensive end of the ball, but Marlon Mack has kind of slowed down the last week or two here. I'd expect for him to get going, open up that pass game for Indianapolis. I think Indy's actually going to route to Denver at home. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this is a big game for Indy to maintain the lead there in the AFC South. I got them taking that at home. Next on this list, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals going on the road. Well, both teams are on the road if you really think about it, but a London game in Wembley Stadium against the Los Angeles Rams, who are a 12-point favorite as of today. This Cincinnati defense, I looked at some of the numbers earlier. They are atrocious. They're giving up 440 yards a game, and they're facing the high-powered offense in the Rams. I think this will be the best offensive performance for the Rams this year. Um, that's an easy pick. I don't even think we need to go too deep into that one. I am curious to see the trade deadline, I believe, this upcoming Tuesday after the week ends or after this week of games. I'd be interested to see if Andy Dalton's on the move same with Cam Noon. If those two guys are going to be maybe in Chicago, I haven't really heard much as either team is shopping them. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was maybe a last-minute push by some teams to get a quarterback. But we shall see. But nonetheless, I got the Rams taking that one easily. Next on the list, Arizona going into New Orleans to face the 10.5-point favorite Saints. Don't know whether or not Drew Brees is going to be starting, playing, really. I, Me, personally, I feel like you sit him this week, go into your bye week, and then bring him back the week after with 
a week of first team reps and kind of getting his feet back under him, getting back into that flow of the NFL season. You got to think we haven't seen him since week two. And we probably won't see him either till this week or week 10. So that is big. Regardless of who's starting, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees, I got the Saints winning this one. They're 10.5-point favorites, like I said. I think that defense is motivated. I watched the Cam Jordan interview last week. They were upset that they even gave up any points there towards the end to Chicago. I think this defense is motivated. I think this team is better now since Drew Brees has gone down. Is Everyone has stepped up their game. I believe Alvin Kamara is back this week. I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans shut them out. That's my bold prediction of the week, a shutout in New Orleans this week for the Saints coming off five straight wins. Next on the slate of games is going to be the New York Jets going into Jacksonville, who are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'm very disappointed in this season so far for the New York Jets. I had high hopes for that defense, for Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold to have a certain chemistry and get going. I still think we'll see it. Obviously not this. We may see it towards the end of this year if they could go on a run, but I still have faith in this team. Don't know how I'm feeling about Sammy D the last couple weeks here. I still like the core of that team. I like their skill guys that they have. I like that defense that they have. I don't see how this team can't turn it around the next season or so as long as they stay healthy and become a contender. There's just too much talent on that team to be performing this poorly. Um, even people that didn't speak as highly as I did about the Jets in the beginning of the year, um, I don't think anyone predicted them to do this poorly. I mean, they've won a single game up to this point. With that being said, though, I do have the Jaguars winning this game. Leonard Fournette's having a great season. I think that continues this upcoming week. Sam Darnold, I don't know what to think. The whole scene goes things when he was mic'd up the other or the last game. Um, and Minshew Mania, I, you got to wonder, is Nick Foles going to be the starting quarterback? You would have to think so. Uh, he should be back here pretty soon. And Adam Gase, we were just talking about Dan Quinn. Adam Gase might be another guy on the hot seat. I know it's only, he's only so far into his tenure here with the Jets. I personally don't necessarily like Adam Gase as a head coach in the NFL anyways. I don't like that coaching staff in general, especially on defense with Williams. I mean, I think they could be doing a lot better. Um, we don't have – I saw an article. I didn't really look too much into it of some head coaching candidates. But nonetheless, I wouldn't be surprised if Gase, Williams, whoever else is on that coaching staff I can't think of off the top of my head are out of there after this year. I think this team did have some expectations to compete regardless of injuries and all that. You Next man up is the mentality in the NFL. I think Adam Gase can be in the hot seat, especially after, if they lose this week, which I predict they will. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's be a high-scoring game. I think Leonard Fournette. I think the Jags get off to a hot start. Leonard Fournette just pounds the rock the rest of the game, runs some clock, and it should be a 
win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, going in to the afternoon games on the West Coast, the 1 o'clock games, or 4 o'clock games if you're on the East Coast. You got Carolina going into San Francisco to face the undefeated 49ers, who are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this matchup. I was looking at Kyle Allen doesn't, doesn't have a single turnover on the year. Um, I think that changes this Sunday. This defense is tough. I think think they're definitely top two in my opinion, but it's between them and New England. I'd probably give the edge to New England. They've both had fairly easy schedules looking at how teams are doing this year. Um, I think New England's defense has just been a little more flashy. It's made a lot more plays. I believe they have like 18 picks on the year, which is ridiculous. Um, there's still, you can make an argument though, for them being, having the best defense. Uh, Nick Bosa is having a great rookie year. I think he's going to take home the rookie defense of the year award. Um, McCaffrey's coming off his worst game of the year last week against Tampa Bay. I don't think he's going to do as poorly as he did last week. I think he averaged like a 1.4 yards a carry on 20-plus carries last week against Tampa Bay. Like I was saying, they have a strong rush defense. Um, but he's definitely not going to have the greatest game this year. I think this Tampa Bay game and San Francisco game are going to hurt his chances at the MVP award. Like we were, we were discussing him to be MVP just two weeks ago. Um, I think these two games might be detrimental to his chances at MVP. But I got San Francisco winning this game. I think their defense, regardless of how their offense is doing, their defense is played lights out. Um, shutting out Washington last week, which I know isn't a big deal, but especially when your offense is awful, they only put up with nine points. It's hard to maintain that level of play on the defensive side when your offense constantly has you out on the field. Now, I know they're facing Washington. That offense also had their defense out on the field quite a bit. But regardless, that defense is tough. I think they're motivated. I looked at their schedule. I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco ended up taking this division. Um, I at, the, at least for the time being, I still like Seattle to win the division. But San Francisco's tough, man. They are a serious contender, at least for the time being. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo can really get it together and start making some big plays, turn the ball over a little less, they're going to be dangerous. Got San Francisco winning that game at home this Sunday. Next, we got the Cleveland Browns coming off a bye week to face the 11-point favorited New England Patriots. Baker Mayfield has almost double the amount of interceptions compared to passing touchdowns this year. I think he has five touchdowns, 11 picks on the year, which is just awful. Um, I know myself and many others have talked about how bad this offensive line is, their play calling at times. But the end, at the end of the day, a good quarterback, a great quarterback, regardless of how bad their O-line is, regardless of the run game, 
is going to limit turnovers. Going to make the smart play at all times. Now, I know Baker's only in his second year, and this guy's a gunslinger. I mean, he's took he's had Brett Favre comparisons. If many of y'all remember, Brett Favre was very turnover-prone as well. The NFL leader in interceptions, as a matter of fact. And that's not a knock against Brett Favre. It's just the style of play, that gunslinger mentality. I think Baker Mayfield, in a way, has that same mentality. But in today's game, I, it's definitely harder to get away with that. Um, I mean, there's a reason why Tom Brady has so many Super Bowls and Brett has his one. Tom Brady's limited turnovers and interceptions throughout his career. I think Baker just needs to work on his control. I still think they need to run that ball more. Hopefully when Kareem Hunt comes back, they'll start pounding the rock more. And I expect to see a competitive game. I still got New England taking this one. That defense is the best in the NFL, in my opinion, at least for the time being. However, I was thinking with statistically how poorly Baker's been playing, the narrative around him this season. I wonder if there are betting odds, and if there are, I wonder what those odds are that he gets benched in this game. Because I'm looking at their schedule. If there's going to be any game he gets benched in, I think it'd be this game. Um, it's going to be a tough one for them. They're going to have to ride Nick Chubb in this one if they want any chance. I saw a quote out there saying Jarvis Landry actually guaranteed it when we saw what that did for Doug Peterson and the Eagles. I didn't actually hear the quote, so I apologize if I am taking a headline and running with it. But yeah, I think the only way to win this game is to keep pounding the rock, hopefully open up your play-action game and let Odell and Jarvis make some big plays and get some yak. Regardless, I got New England taking this, though. Next on the slate, the final afternoon game on my list here, the Oakland Raiders going to Houston to face the Texans. The Raiders still on this this road streak here. Uh, They haven't had a home game in quite a while. I don't know if it's week 9 or week 10 that they're back at home. I mean, at least the second – Raiders are in a good spot, being 3-3. Three and three, I think Houston takes this game. I think they'll be 3-4 and four at the end of this week. But being 3-4 and four and playing all those games on the road, facing the teams that they did, like Green Bay, Houston, Chicago, um, Indy, those are great teams. Those are all potential playoff teams at that. Um, and they've managed to come away with a few games. The schedule gets a little lighter in the second half and they're going to be at home for more games. The Raiders could very well be serious. Don't know that they win the division, um, especially with it sounding like Patrick Mahomes may not miss as much time as we initially thought. He may. He's definitely not playing this Sunday night against Green Bay, but he very well could be back the week after. That being said, I got Houston winning this one. Don't get me wrong. I like my Raiders. I like what the squad's looking like. I believe Tyrell Williams is coming back this week. I think it's the first game where everyone on the offensive line is healthy and going out. Josh Jacobs is a little banged up. I think he's just listed as questionable. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't play. Um, Houston has a decent run defense. I think they'll be able to contain Jacobs enough. I think the only recipe for the Raiders to win this game is if Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller just have absolute monster games. Don't 
see that happening, honestly. I think Deshaun Watson back at home after a tough loss last week to Indy. Um, DeAndre Hopkins facing this weak Oakland defense, especially that secondary. I think it's going to be a big day for him. Looks like Will Fuller, though, is doubtful, which is a good sign. The Raiders have struggled against those speedy guys. But still got Houston taking this one. Lamar Miller's having a pretty good year. Deshaun Watson's still an MVP candidate on the season. And I still haven't really had one of those ah moments watching DeAndre Hopkins this season. I think that will change this week. I am ready to see him go off. I wouldn't be surprised if he pushed for 200 yards, two touchdowns, uh, that type of historic style game this week. I got Houston taking this one. They're seven-point favorites. However, I would. Oakland's plus seven. I'd probably bet that spread. I think this will still be a close matchup. I think that you're going to be facing a run-heavy offense like the Raiders. I think they'll be able to keep it close, especially if they can put points on the board early. But we shall see. Nonetheless, got Houston winning that one. The Sunday night game could have been what could have been. It could have been Aaron Rodgers traveling to Kansas City to take on Pat Mahomes. Unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes suffering the dislocated knee last week against Denver on Thursday night. We will not see him. We're going to see Matt Moore out there again. However, this should still be a good game. It may not be the strong arms and the shootout that we wanted and expected between these two amazing athletes. But nonetheless, I think it'll be a close game. Green Bay's three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'd expect a heavy amount of run plays against this Packers defense. I mean, they've been ran all over all year. Not all year, but the last few weeks, they've struggled to stop the run. They're they're in the need of a bye week, in my opinion. I know they're not dropping games, but if you've been watching these Packer games, you know that that defense needs a week off. Um, they're a little banged up. They need a bye week. I think they get it after this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw LaShawn McCoy get the most carries he's gotten all year. Expect some Tyreek Hill catch and runs on some screenplays, some end around type plays. However, I like this Green Bay team. I think they got it figured out. Valdez Scantling sounds like he's pretty healthy, actually, after being banged up the last few weeks. Same thing with Dromino, Dromino Allison, excuse me. I still think they're respectable receivers. I still think they're very good. I got Green Bay going on the road on Sunday Night Football and squeaking out a win. However, they are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I bet that spread for Kansas City as well at plus three-and-a-half. Wouldn't be surprised if they kept it tight. Playing at home, we know what their stadium is like. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a good one to watch regardless of Patrick Mahomes is playing or not it is a must watch game in my opinion and then finally the Monday night game if you got 
family coming to town. If you got work, that's this is the night to stay late. It's the Miami Dolphins going into Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. The Steelers, which another one, bet the Miami spread. The Steelers are 13.5-point favorites. I know that defense is good. Still, that offense has struggled. I think this will be the biggest game James Conner has this season facing that struggling defense. Um, I still got Miami at least keeping it close. Pittsburgh's going to win this game. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a little closer. But that's how we will end this week of football with a Pittsburgh win on Monday night. I think it will be James Conner's best week by far. If you have him on fantasy, start him. And then Fitzmagic. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little bit of Fitzmagic this Monday night. That would be fun to watch, wouldn't it? We saw that amazing little touchdown run he had this week um, against the Buffalo. I definitely think they cover, though, on the spread. So for all my degenerates out there, bet the Miami spread. But, yeah, I got Pittsburgh taking the win at home to cap off week eight of the NFL season. Should be interesting. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, at the end of this week, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers is our – Passing leader in the NFL right now. He's fifth. A lot's happening these next few weeks. The NFL standings as we go as of now before we sign off here. The Patriots 7-0 leading that division by game and a half over the Buffalo Bills who are 5-1. And the rest of that division is sorry. The Dolphins and Jets are combined 1-11. The Patriots are going to run away with that division. I believe the Bills are going to more than likely hang on to a wild card spot. And then the AFC West. The Chiefs 5-2, Raiders 3-3, Broncos and Chargers 2-5. We'll see how this Patrick Mahomes injury affects this division. I honestly don't think it will. I think the Chiefs still take that division. Raiders are going to, I think, battle to the very end for a wild card spot. Whether or not they get it, I honestly don't know. I don't want to make that prediction quite yet. But at the moment, the Chiefs are leading that division. Then we head to the North. Ravens are 5-2. and two. They are a – well, they're on their bye week this week, I believe. But they are a win and a Steelers and Browns loss away from really just running away with this division. They're 5-2. and two. The Browns and Steelers are 2-4. and four. The Bengals are an afterthought. They'll be 0-8 oh after this week more than likely. And then we got the AFC South with the Colts, Texans, Jaguars, and Titans. Right now, the Colts have a half a game lead over the Texans. They do own that tiebreaker at the moment for their divisional record and their win over the Texans, really. I got the Texans still taking that division. I really like that team. I know a lot of people don't like Bill O'Brien. Not the biggest fan, but I given what he's had to deal with at the quarterback position and some of these teams he's had, he has done a phenomenal job. He's consistently competing with the rest of the league. Um, You got to wonder though, if the Jaguars, when Nick Foles comes back, they've kept their head above water with Minshew. When Nick Foles comes back, yeah, I wonder if they're a wildcard contender. They're at three and four right now. Don't see the Titans keeping up this pace three and four. I think they're going to finish last in that division, but it'll be interesting to see. 
Moving to the NFC, in the East we got the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and the Redskins. I think the Cowboys are going to end up running away with this division. I still like the Eagles as a potential wild card, depending on how they look the next couple weeks. The Cowboys are at 4-3, and three, Eagles 3-4, and four, and then the Giants and Redskins 2-5, and 1-7. and seven. Giants and Redskins are not factors in the division at this point. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, though. In the West, we got this could very well be the most competitive division in the NFL. The Niners at 6-0, Seahawks at 5-2, Rams at 4-3, and, and the Cardinals at 3-3-1. Three, three, I like the Seahawks still to win this division, like I said earlier. I think the Niners are going to end up getting a wild card spot, and the Rams are going to probably be battling with a team like the Eagles for that second wild card spot, a team like the Eagles or Vikings. Um, I don't think a lot of people expected the NFC North to be as strong as it was, at least top-heavy at the moment. Uh, with the Bears struggling, but the NFC North, you got the Packers at six and one, Vikings at six and two, the Bears at three and three, the Lions at two, three and one. We share that tie with the Cardinals. Quite honestly, I got the Vikings taking this division. I'm looking at their schedule, the way they've been playing. If they keep up this style of play, and their defense is another one of those top five defenses, and when they're healthy, in my opinion, I think they can win this division. I think the Packers might end up being a wild card team. We shall see. I'm not 100% confident in that quite yet. I think I think it's going to be based off of how the Packers look against Kansas City this week, given that the Vikings already got their win. Uh, it'll be very telling how the NFC North is going to end up this week, in my opinion. Don't sleep on the Bears. To make a run at a wild card spot, don't see how they can get this division with how good the Packers and Vikings have been, but it is still nonetheless be very interesting to watch. And then the South, the Saints are taking this division. They are missing their starting quarterback in Drew Brees, an MVP candidate. I believe the Saints are going to have going fourteen and two, fifteen and one. They're going to have the one seed in the conference. It's just a matter of putting it together in the playoffs. I know there's things you can say with the pass interference call last year against the Rams. None of that matters to me. The fact of the matter is they've not pulled through in the playoffs the last two years now, last few years actually, <laughs> to get to the Super Bowl. We'll see if that changes this year. But, yeah, that's how we're looking right now heading into week eight. It should be very exciting. And yeah, we'll see. So, if you enjoyed the pod, tell a friend, share with a coworker. If you really like the pod, tell your mama and tell your mama's mama. Follow me on Twitter at Boogie Teal. Yeah, that's right, at Boogie Teal. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the What's Happening podcast. And I am signing off for the week. See you again next week.